0: and welcome to the music challenge podcast my name is andrew and i'm your moderator for tonight's events uh i'd like to introduce uh my cohorts uh jed how are you doing my friend hey it's
1: i'm pretty good it's the day after uh voting day and voting today positive in the direction we want them to at least for the presidential thing um but yeah i'm doing okay i'm doing better than i was most of the day excited to do this you guys uh, and uh yeah i'm
2: doing good how are you kevin I'm doing fantastic about as well as can be expected under the circumstances, but um, I'm Same fantastic <laughs> because I'm with you guys. It's, uh, it's cool to be did here you guys, and, uh, uh, hanging on, man. Hanging on.
0: Did you guys uh, stay up late last night to uh, watch the victory speech?
3: um i so th- hey rob here um, oh yeah hey rob how you doing hey, <laughs> what's up guys yeah. so i i it's a tradition always watching the returns of my mom since I was a kid and i and i wasn't gonna do it but then i had to and then I turned it off. I was like, I can't because I got to wind down after that, right? Because you're yeah, yeah, so yeah. freaking. Um, so so I turned it off. And then, of course, I popped out of bed when my alarm went off at 425. I went straight to my phone. I'm like, what the hell happened? And I heard what he had said. I was like, you freaking idiot. <laughs> God, are you an idiot? When Chris Christie's like, dude, what are you thinking? You got to be like, what was I thinking? He's just yeah. a fucking moron. No, he doesn't
1: think. I don't want to I get reject, a political. I, rege- trickle trickle I rejected. To the I rejected, too. I rejected all of it, and and like we've been rewatching. Amen, and like, Jed. Watching yes. watching Stranger Things with my nine year old, and she fucking loves it. It's amazing. Yes. Like she yes. loves it so much. Yes. Right. Totally, oh, my kids are, out. It's oh, perfect. That's so good. good and, that uh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I did that, and you know, just like took some edibles and uh, drank some beers, and tried to like stay away from it as much as possible. I think I was in bed by midnight. I, I was, didn't sleep well. Enough. I mean, I like tossed and turned, yeah. like just like with my hand like vibrating to my phone the entire night. But
0: I, I gotta admit, I woke up this morning like I didn't remember anything till like fifteen minutes later, <laughs> and I was like, oh wait a second. Uh, a, and the thing is, it's like oh, no, nothing feels different, uh, and went in there. It's like, oh, nothing is different. So it's, it's just like to me. Um, I oh. mean, I kind of live for election nights, but uh, I don't live for election nights. But they were a big deal in my house.
3: Sure, me too.
0: I uh, my dad, my dad worked in the media, so like those were huge nights for him. Oh yeah, so did my parents. Yeah, but, I mean, basically,
1: they, Rob.
2: yeah. I yeah. remember them being big in the past, um, but I intentionally have stayed in the bubble um, <laughs> this year as much as I possibly can. And yeah, I did. It's an it's it's an incredible privilege to do so, and I'm grateful for it. So, um, I'm
0: yeah, I did too.
2: Feel like I'm I, we're still I mean, in the bubble right now, and this is a this is a pretty cool bubble though. Our music bubble.
0: Yeah. I love this <laughs>
1: bubble. I've been looking forward to it all goddamn day. Good bubble. It's fun.
0: So, like, um, actually, uh, uh, I, I don't have cable. Actually, I have an antenna, uh, which is cool for me, whatever. Um, I don't have there's a cable either. So, a few things, you know, I don't have a service, I don't have nothing. But in any case, um, you know, there's only a few options on late at night that aren't like uh, religion oriented or shopping oriented. So, Saturdays at midnight, they play Lost in Space. Oh. (laughs) Talk about Ginger a Will bizarre Will wow. Yeah, no kidding. Because yeah. that guy is a pedophile. That's for sure. Yes, uh, dude. Uh, that was a staple. Of wild, stuff. right?
2: That was a staple of my mid afternoons. It was like in between the Brady Bunch and the Courtship of yeah. Eddie's Father. I want to say that's yes, yes, dude. On, uh, yes. channel thirty two. Yeah, WFLD yes. or some like right. one of those and, weird channels. Yeah. And that robot's
3: arms were fucking dryer vent hose, for Christ's oh, sake. Oh, totally.
0: <laughs> yep,
2: PVC. You
3: know? and,
0: uh, and not not only that, the robot is hyper unintelligent. And it, it's just like, can't you make right. it better? Not only that, they just call it the robot. The entire yeah, time. the robot makes Rosie just, from the Gemini. I was like extremely a, like a super into the <laughs> yeah, Brady... I a to compare TV robots. Me too. Yeah, I
2: was into the Brady Me experience, too. but the uh, courtship of Eddie's father and... Uh, uh, the Hulk, the Hulk, and that other the Hulk, one. Uh, the Hulk, Hulk was cool, but uh, the uh, I was all about. Lost in Space too, was yeah. not a favorite. Oh, I movie. watched Chips. So oh, I'm I with
0: love you. Chips. Duke's a Hazard was a motherfucker too.
2: Duke's
3: a Hazard. I remember the day that came on television. Like, yeah, so remember they Hulk, kept Hulk. comparing it to Knight Rider. Like prime time. Oh no, Knight Rider was, kept
0: comparing themselves to uh, Duke's Hazard. I
3: was all about that show. What are the What are them Duke boys going to do now?
0: Oh, I don't know. I was just been watching that Lost in Space, and it is just bizarre. It is. Very and, uh, bizarre. I mean, the thing is, you know, by midnight on a Saturday, and they know this. Uh, you know, I'm usually feeling. You know, you're good and buzzed, dude. You're yeah, good. Got a. So why don't I mention uh, our social media? Uh, it's very simple. If you want to email us, it's musicchallengepod.gmail.com. Gmail. Com. That's musicchallengepod.gmail.com. Gmail. Com. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot how the, the web works. That's <laughs> musicchallengepod at gmail.com, musicchallengepod at gmail.com. And if you want to get on Facebook and check out our uh, awesome Facebook business page, like you don't have to rabble through all the political shit. It's just all music stuff I post. Uh, that is Music Pod. And like I said, I, I post usually clips of live music, uh, news, uh, whatever else I run across, and trust me, non-political for sure. Uh, and
3: it, yeah. and why don't you all give us like likes on uh, Apple Music if you can? not Five stars would be awesome
0: if you like it. Like, yeah, yeah. Even, if, if, you don't,
1: don't. Really <laughs> Even if, if you don't, it really helps. It really really
0: helps us. Well, I I guess. Yeah. So uh, if you like us, give us five stars, leave a review. If you don't like us. I guess it's one star in a review, but please sure. everyone everyone vote. Okay. Not one star in a review. <laughs> <The> <laughs> I one that
1: doesn't I like us has help. been listening to us this this long. Well yeah, I mean,
0: you never know. We gonna have new people. Uh, so Rob, why don't you tell us what we're doing tonight?
3: So tonight it's it's gonna be a good one. What we're talking about is gonna be doozy. Um, is live albums and obviously
0: best live albums
3: they had to be commercially available but the best live albums and uh i'm really excited to do it and you know not necessarily our absolute favorite but great commercial release live albums it's gonna be fun
0: yeah it was kind of the first impulses of what's in our collection and uh you know, we all were pretty quick about what we wanted to put down. So, in any case, uh, Jed, what do you got for us tonight?
1: All right, tonight I've got kind of a... I feel like this was the sleeper of the group. Like, I'm not sure if any of you guys listened... had any of you listened to this before?
0: No, I have
1: Never. All I'm right, not, nor, I grabbed, I grabbed I. Uh, my, like... I, I think I was 15, maybe maybe 16 when i grabbed this i picked it up on double cd um bob dylan and the band before the flood and it's a it's a collaboration album of them doing a 1973 tour um yes. and it's kind of a piecemeal live album of of them just like rocking and rolling through this through this tour and uh it was like i fell in love with this thing like right after i sort of got into dylan you know i had listened to
0: like Sort of a three night run, basically.
1: Yeah, I had I listened to like all of the ba- you know like the basic Dylan stuff from like from the get go. Sure. And uh, and then this was like the first thing that I had discovered of like non folky, sort of like getting into the into a little harder groove. Like this got was a band vocal. behind him. Got a band behind him and a really I got good band. The, I mean, band. A band. the band. The band
3: was. <laughs> Was,
1: was, true. was backing him <laughs> and you know collaboratively playing right and uh you know like i i thought the thing rocked you know i listened to it for Absolutely. years and uh and it's still like it sits in my like the album i just found it in my it was like sitting kind of like on my wall like in my toolbox because i had pulled it out of my car like i keep like two or three albums in my car and it's just in, in case like, just in case like my bluetooth goes out and like sure that's been in there for a few few months and like i pulled it and was like oh yeah i gotta put that back in the stash and that's uh awesome. but yeah like it's 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 a great album i mean it's got i don't think like i was thinking about this before we were preparing you know kind of before we were like came on and uh sure. i think three of these albums were that we were introducing tonight are like kind of combinations or they were like there was some studio stuff sort of like added overdub to, like yeah, to create a better album or sure. like picked from two or three shows or clipped together sure. you know songs clipped together yeah. uh, right. one of those weren't wasn't but like i'm so in love with live music that i like that's like such a weird thing to me to even think that like a live album would be would
0: be touched
3: up basically
1: would be
0: yeah it would be souped but, up a little bit but sure. i think it I, These were it, much it, easier releases than live albums are today. Yeah,
1: and it's just it's because I grow up like I've always been listening to just like live, like full albums, like front to start, yeah. front to. And back, you and you from, from, the style from, from the a from a
3: night on a tour, and like and you get what you get, get, right? Yeah, you get what you, you know, get. Like it's some some of those recordings are great, and it's like you know maybe it's even a soundboard, but you know and sometimes it's Too really like we are talking about microphones, but it's something like this, I don't it almost and i get what you're saying Jed, It has more of an all, album
1: feel you can they can assemble right, it a little bit differently because right. it's not it's, it's, it's not you flow. know first set second set or you know front to right. back it's uh they're, they're, there's, there's a, sides sides yeah sides so they, are can, a they, they just arrange it in a completely different format than what i'm what i'm used to is in listening to
3: uh live music in in oh so, yeah folk- that's all, I, I was just gonna say, Jed. I'm sorry. All of us come from that direction. So, Jake, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, I was. I was just gonna ask what you guys it, the the albums are or the the sides are. Kind of, I think they're created where it was, uh, it was. Bob singing like the, there's four sides, right? So it's right, right. So I think it's Bob and the band playing on the first one, correct? And then the band playing second. So it's like the the second side of the first record. And then,
0: actually, I can look that up right
3: now. And and, and yeah, I've got it, it pulled and up. Then, and then I think
1: it's all straight <clears throat> Bob for the for the for side three. Correct. It's him and, then, and his
2: guitar and that's his. That's actually not true. That's there not is, true. Oh, okay. it's not all. Over half up. of it
0: is the band.
1: Sorry, guys. It was that's complex. It's you yeah, there's complexity to how they did it, and I lost the uh, Wikipedia no, that I was. That's doing. all right. But that's anyway, um, but I think I think the uh, like the the. The first two and the fourth sides really shine with 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 you know really great stuff in the like Absolutely. in on that third side too. Um but it is long. Like so you have it's, to prepare yourself. It's like it's like sitting through a long concert if you're gonna go all like the sitting way. through a movie. Yeah. for sure. It's an hour and a half. I got, long. Which I got exactly. some flack for because it is not just like a quick rock and roll show.
3: It's, what um it's a lot what, of music. What are, what's, what's some of your highlights, like, song-wise? I, like, on the first side, that just starts off and it hooks you in, man. Oh, most likely
0: you go your way? And,
3: no, of course, Rainy Day Women... Like, geez, oh, Pete, man. It sounds great with a band behind them. And it has that, like, 70s live album feel. 73 is my birth year, by the way, folks. But anyways, it has that 70s live album feel. And my familiarity with 70s live albums was Hot August Night by Neil Diamond. And when I heard the way it sounded.
0: Frampton Comes Alive. We that's exactly
3: it. right. It, well, not when I was a kid. That okay. was my first experience with a live record because my parents would play that for me when I was right. a kid, it was Hot August Night by Neil Diamond, which is a great live album, folks. Sure. Anyways, but it had that sonic sound. I mean, it doesn't sound like Neil Diamond, but it just sounded like that type of recording, which I really dug. Uh, yeah, there's yeah.
1: something about that that analog. Mm-hmm. Like, there's beauty in the analog of that totally. 70s However, oh. they are taping that stuff, Kevin. Do you know how they're taping? Like, what were they doing in the seventies with with their? Because several of, the of these amp. have would, that kind of rawness. Sure. Recording that's great.
2: Yeah, I would assume that there was there was probably this was originally yeah. Would, be be Mike's out of the amp, yeah. I
0: think. Yeah.
2: And and transferred over that way, um, and I think you know the the choice of this album was really unique because I had to actually look it up. I mean, as someone like I've seen Dylan, geez, close to 10 times and listen, listened to just a, a a crap ton of uh, his stuff. I'd never, like, I'd never, I don't want to say bothered with this, but like never even thought, like, sure. knew this existed right. to be honest with you well bob said later um, that it wasn't probably and... even
1: worth it so <laughs> right he did he blew <laughs> it what? off
2: well i mean yeah, it's... He, blew it off.
1: he blew it off like was like ah, i was just us doing a thing like he felt like the band being a the role. band and me being me and yeah like, we were just sure mashed it together well and like
2: i can see yeah. where he would come from that and but
0: that's yeah. bob
2: but i think yeah, exactly. um the initial listen to this thing, it was like, I, I want to use the word electric sure. is kind of how it felt. Like it was like plugged in. It was an engaged arena sized Bob Dylan. And like, that's, it's pretty rare slice. I'd say, Um, I don't know. I, um, and I think, I, I, <laughs> you know, good sounding. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, it's sure. it's, it's exactly. sound. so in brands. that way, like it works. Totally. It's a great, it's a great introduction if you hadn't heard either slash both bands before. And like, you know, are there more um, engaging in historically significant sure. Dylan yes. recordings? Yes. Sure. Um, Maybe not. Them? Yes. You don't have to get bootlegs anymore. Um, But no, this, you're exactly right, Andrew. This was, I think the first live yes, album you released it was. Right after he it was, was Geffen. And so, like so in that way it was big like because all these songs were now on the label and it was right after Planet Waves hit number 1 and it w- that was Dylan's first number 1 it was kind of a big deal so i get the timing of it and uh you know it it sounded good and um you know i probably like i probably won't go back to it but it was kind of a nice thing to hear as right. a document i thought a couple of those uh couple of those band songs though really didn't <laughs> frankly need to be there and didn't warrant uh didn't warrant space uh or my time either. really on unreal that's, that's where i
1: landed on it because it, it had been a few years since i've listened to it like all the way sure. like i well, might you, just, like, you don't, don't
0: remember the band stuff you remember the dylan stuff
1: oh yeah and like i mean they're like i don't know the night they i don't know if it, mi- down if it was mike it was pretty good it, i think it was all miked for bob like Sure. <laughs> there is there's something about yeah, some of the some of the band stuff like it could have gotten squished maybe into three sides. Uh right. but what are they actually the four, side 2
0: and 3 are pretty much dominated by the band. Yeah. And but,
3: and I was pleasantly surprised by that cuz I didn't know that it was going to flip to band tunes. The I knew band they, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I didn't I didn't realize that they did that I knew they played with each other and guys, honestly, like my familiarity with Bob Dylan is limited as much music as I have listened to over the years and seen over the years. And all, all you guys were always Dylan fans. I shouldn't say all you guys, but a lot of you guys were. And when I turned this on, I was like, my God, this is so goddamn cool. I mean, that opener is fucking awesome, dude. And then, I mean, those first three songs, it was funny too, because when I heard Lay Lady Lay... Took me back. And I remember hearing it in my dad's car as a kid, young, right? And asking my parents, who is that? And it was like I was going back in time or something. This is what music does to me. It's fucking freaky, folks. But I swear to God, I, I hear my dad saying, it's the band. And then there was a conversation about, no, like, who's playing this song? And I didn't realize, and I probably thought forever, that that was the band, not realizing that was Dylan. How stupid is that?
0: I, I didn't realize it was Dylan until I was in high school or college or something right. like that. Because it's not; it's all nasal. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 he recorded in Nashville, actually. But
1: having having seen like a whole bunch of like future Bob, like how many how many good future Bob Dylan Bob. shows have you seen out of the collection that you? I've seen maybe like ten or twelve, and maybe seen like three that were like. Sure. that was yeah i was gonna say Two or, as like, the time went on uh yeah so like i mean he's aged out but this is the like no uh, he hasn't unre- he's still unre- unre- listening no yeah but it's still not. playing recording he is well but he's not he shouldn't be no I shouldn't when he's be. no when he's giving it when he wants to he can turn it on and no, play I, a good show. i'd rather have that than a retro yeah. act right, oh yeah right, but like right. this is the this is the bob that i've Always wanted to see. <laughs>
0: right. Sure. Just, like, to me, rage, to me this is slightly angry Bob. And I was not, thinking- not slightly, but he's agitated for sure. And that sure. makes sense. his protest songs, you know, like, you know, the first song, also, the song I fucking love is uh, It's All Right, Mom, I'm Only Bleeding. Darkness at the break
3: of noon, shadows, even the silver spoon, the handmaid play the child's balloon, eclipses both the sun and moon. You understand, you know, too soon, there is no sense in trying. The threads that they block with scorn As suicide
0: remarks are torn When the fool's gold mouth is a hollow horn Plays wasted words, proofs to warn That he not busy being bored and is a busy dying and oh, it, Go ahead Yeah, and it, to me that song is just uh, I don't know, the way he sings it was kind of some piss and vinegar uh, And that's that's what I'm imagining exactly. too Exactly, yeah, is it's like, seeing this.
3: Cause I, when I heard it, I was like, man, I'd love to see this with those three guys. Like I'd like to see this shit. Go ahead, Kevin.
2: Well, I, the, the Dylan stuff is it's a, it's a good period where he's engaged and just sounds really good. And like you said, Andrew, the anger in some of those songs. And then, you know, also like, like uh, the anger that, comes out of, like, a Rolling Stone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. And he's, I mean, not always. He reworks that song all the time, but man, he can get it cranked up like a motherfucker. You know who plays keys on that on the album? Who's that? Alice Cooper.
3: What? No, shut
0: up. Those little fun fun
3: facts are just freaking awesome to me, by the way. Right.
0: Um, And Bob's got a million of them because he's played with
3: I'm going to say this about each of these as we cover them, but I'm buying this album on vinyl just because vinyl's got that, you know, that slight crackle and warmness. in live records on vinyl, I don't know, I love them. When I buy vinyl, I cheat towards live records, commercial releases. And this one's going to sound fucking great, man. Right. For sure. For agree. sure.
1: I think all of the, I mean, I think legitimately all, all four of these records that we picked, uh, and and maybe this is the a good transition to, uh, into the next one. But I think, I mean, all three of all four of them are going to sound awesome on vinyl right now. And, uh, so I'll, I mean, so, I guess I'll turn. I mean, I think we've said everything we wanted to say about sure. you Kevin, know, right?
0: I mean, I, know, I could talk forever about it, but it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm to, sure. Well, this is the first a, time we've ever
1: touched on Bob
0: and. uh Right, could be a lot more out there. There's a lot. Right, there's, there's, there's a lot, a lot more, more material material. out there. As once again, as with yeah, all of our I feel bands like, tonight.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I think with with Dylan, especially, there's so much more. Out there in terms of compelling, interesting stuff, and that if you love this, this is For a sure. great place to oh, start. Oh, I absolutely but, oh agree God, with you, there's Kevin. Entire,
0: there's multiple catalogs. Ma- ma-
1: yeah, massive, stuff. massive fan of all the bootleg yes. releases too. Especially if you like Jesus, like the last twenty incredible, years, incredible. Like I, I just I dove deep into those as like a a, coll- a college kid, maybe How like when those started pumping out. Sure, yeah. And there's some really solid shit on those.
3: It's funny. I was listening. Yeah, I explore. Was, There's a lot definitely. to see. One more one more quick thing. I was listening to this today, and I snapped that screenshot of it and sent it to a buddy of mine that I know that's the biggest Dylan fan, and he was like, we were in college, and he's like, I love Bob Dylan. Um, and I snapped a picture of it, and I was like, listen to this today. I was just thinking of you. And then we got into a conversation. I thought it was really fucking cool. So anyways, what's up, Mike? Hope, hopefully you listen. Um, hey, Shout do you out wanna, to Mike oh gonna, yeah so i
1: i started i started introducing that next album because we were talking about you know like what would sound great on records and i think i'm handing it off to you rob right like
3: correct yeah you picked- so the ironic thing is i'm sitting here at my recording spot looking at the vinyl record of what i'm going to talk about and it's nirvana's unplugged um, awesome War. Of I want you to be.
0: a friend. be. No Take your
3: time. Which I'm going to date myself here. But I remember watching this the first time it aired on MTV. Oh, me I don't too. Know, I don't know if you guys remember that. No. But, um, I'm a little I older sure. than... Uh, I went to so a friend's I house everyone. to
1: watch it as a, you know... Interest. So how how old were you, Jed? Like 10 or something? It was... Nine, was
3: it... 93.
1: 93. I was 13. I, th- I, was, I thought it was 93 or 94. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I was 13. And I went across the street to my neighbor Andy, Andy's house and we watched it in his attic. Dude, that's incredible.
3: So, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. Um, this album, obviously, I've owned forever on multiple formats, but of course, I bought it on vinyl, and it's just an amazing MTV's Unplugged was,
0: was yeah, a pretty, gem in
3: itself.
0: Became um, pretty uh, documentarian, where like you know people were really clinging to live, you know, acoustic shows on absolutely, like you know, different bands were really kind of. You know, becoming known for their performances on there,
3: absolutely, and like kind of changing their changing their design a little bit and doing it acoustic. And who would have thought that this like garage style like punk rock whatever band would turn like an unplugged into this? And the interpretations on some of their tunes, um, just opening it up with about a girl. My band plays and, that and then and then come as you are i mean it's amazing and um for for kurt at least to me for him to throw in other people's tunes um David like, like bowie and the meat puppets and 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 the bring meat them puppets, up on yes. stage and these are songs that we would never probably have known or wouldn't known you wouldn't have known them like we know them now, and it was all because of this record. um, Oh, me, Lake of Fire, two unbelievable tunes. Not even Nirvana's, but the passion that he put into these tunes was just unbelievable. And it I'll was, admit, I'll admit that. For sure, it, it was. It was. It was one of the greatest, the greatest records to come out of that whole Seattle grunt scene. Personally, I think. Sure. Um
2: Rob, I echo completely what you're saying about that in the sense that it was such an important thing musically at the time for Kurt Cobain to bring those other Absolutely. acts on stage and to also what MTV Unplugged did for those grunge acts by giving Absolutely. them a platform to rework their tunes, right? Like Alice in Chains. Unbelievable. Program, Unplugged. Like all Absolutely. All of these bands were able to show off a different side of their music in a way that really just made them sound it gave them depth. It I think humanized totally. some of their music. It gave music them depth yeah. in
3: like people, right? I think some, not everybody realized like that the grunge scene was legit or whatever. And then what, but when you break it down in a more simpler term, you see how fine these songs are that they write. And you're just like, fuck. And, and, and their interpretations on other people's songs. Like it's in, like you said, Kevin, for him to bring those guys on stage and meet puppets who probably played their asses off thousands of shows and barely made a living doing what they were doing. And then Kurt Cobain brings them on stage for unplugged. Right. But, like he talks about, he kind of busts the balls of like the big corporations when he talks about David Geffen and Lead Belly's guitar and it was selling for a half a million dollars and I even asked David Geffen personally and he said, no way. And you think about how much money that Nirvana and Kurt Cobain had made or it, up until that point and since his made. David Geffen, I mean, he could have bought... a thousand of those lead belly guitars for christ's sake and it's just cool like because it it was a beautiful place for him to showcase his music and he probably never thought in his in a million years that he would be like on stage like that in that format and then just like i or i don't know what 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 do you call it like galvanized into rock history with that it's just oh yeah they, they
1: definitely got locked in i mean like plateau is like oh god i love that it. like that that's something in the way yes. never mind and then like into the plateau with meat puppets like and that whole meat puppet section is just like so amazing and like oh, it totally yeah. like it sent me down just like a crazy rabbit hole with like them and the vaseline mm-hmm. the lemon heads and like all this Dude, like early no. 90s and like absolutely i, I just like dove deep yeah. like this afternoon, yep. I was like, I just need to like um, listen to the all Melvins this music. I haven't dude, listened to
2: Melvin's. Sure. Yeah.
1: And uh yeah, yeah, just
3: go ahead. Yeah.
2: The historical significance of that album is that I think, you know, they were able to they were able to show off this other side like you guys were talking about in a way that had nothing to do with that big, you know absolutely like spirit, Simple, right? like,
3: broken down
2: right? and um and the fact that um like you said the 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 exposure of these other acts and just the musical rabbit holes that this particular album absolutely. does um it allows you to go through is um i mean yeah that's effectively what it did to me as a you know 20 year old um And yeah, it 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 broke up music into more manageable pieces in ways that you could uh It was a spot and
3: like to just I have to talk about the song because I love it so much and it chokes me up still sometimes. What song when I hear it, but it's Where Did You Sleep Last Night? I was just talking about Lead Belly. But that's one of his tunes. And Kurt plays it and it is Probably the most powerful moment at the end of this uh, end of this album or this record in the video when he like takes a breath and sings those last lyrics. It's like, it, oh, my God, it's just gut wrenching, dude. It's his so, last performance. Um, No, I don't believe it was his last performance. Well, not the last no. performance,
0: the last release. Really right,
3: well, because they did live and loud yeah. and I was going to touch okay, on. So it's not. All right. And Live and Loud was just a MTV video thing they did in Seattle, I think at the Paramount Theater, right? And But like with MTV's cameras and everything set up there to record them. And that's probably, outside of this, my favorite Nirvana recording. They have Pat Smear, and of course he was included in this. And this is like our introduction to Pat Smear, right? Like the Unplugged, that was the first time we saw the second guitarist, Pat Smear. I believe with and this is like you know they added him um, but he played on that live and loud version and it's of course electric and just rocking beautiful recording firing on all cylinders um, but I don't know just the power of this guy I often refer to and I don't want to go down like this this Kurt Cobain Nirvana downward spiral but I I I, Which is what I, it is, kind of right. That's the I've, style of the music, right? I I I look at Kurt Cobain and Nirvana in different, even in their electric format, as like blues. It's just like it's somebody's pain turned into great, powerful music, and I think that's kind of the definition of blues, right? It's just got freaking soul, and this album just drips soul,
0: right. Yeah, for sure,
1: for sure. I I definitely agree with that. It certainly heard, seemed to. What's that? Oh, I, th- I I think I interrupted you. I was just. No. I anything, but
0: it certainly seemed to resonate with the generation. And absolutely. Um, you know. So, how old were you, Rob, when this came out? So I was in high school, senior. No, or something like that? No, uh, no, I was twenty-two. So I was at. I was at. No 26. way! No oh, yeah.
3: way! Dude, no, I'm man. old. I'm forty-seven. Jesus. I'm yeah, forty-nine. So I, no I wasn't no I wasn't twenty two I was twenty was twenty God I can't do math it's thank warm. you um, but either way, I was at Illinois State and was heavy into Nirvana and pearl jam and and with a handful of friends of ours that all these guys know that we still stay in contact with, but I just remember us all Apparently. sitting in our living room. And that's the cool thing about this. My one last thing on Nirvana Unplugged, and, it, and then I'll let you guys talk because I won't shut up here. Um, it's as fun to watch as it is to listen to and you pick different things up if you listen to the audio and don't watch it. I, I just, it's something that never gets old to me and I, if Nirvana Unplugged is on like on TV I catch it there's no fucking way I'm not watching the rest of it no it is, fucking way uh,
1: it's on Vimeo the entire the entire show is is split up into like song by song on Vimeo that you can okay. watch at least right and on. find it other places I just wanted to I, I was blown away because I didn't I, mean, I guess I didn't realize like I didn't know like the backstory of, of Kurt or whatever um, sure but he was, like, in deep, deep withdrawal during this. Correct. And, like, everyone was super, super freaked out about him, be- like, even being able to play it. And you can, like, you can almost you can hear his it. anxiety, like, in between as a banter. Uh, and he's like, shakes. oh, I'm going to screw up this song. And you can see it when you watch it. Like, he did have the shakes. And, yeah. like, for he him. He was ripping was,
3: cigarettes down on
1: but when I re- But when I rewatched yeah, it, I was good. pretty, pretty blown away at, like, just how on on point he was like being in the condition he was he to was be able on. to like turn it on like Focus, on and man. off i mean the guy was a good musician
0: like he yes really, yes really, really yes tight. yes His passion comes through on this album i think yeah, you know, the absolutely. thing is it, this album doesn't resonate with me it just a, i mean not only this album like nirvana just doesn't however sure, that's not my point um my point is that the passion of kirk cobain really came through to me on this album and the musicianship um you know, I'm not saying he's got wild chops, but you know, the thing is, it's like he really felt all of this, and Absolutely. and he had some interesting shop chops. Like he would do weird things. I mean, right. He's got better electric twisting. Chops yeah, about. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Probably he does. I mean, it, I just think that he's built for an electric. Not oh, yeah. he acoustic. he loved the drop. Agree.
3: He loved the drop D, but that's the cool thing is his songs freaking stood up like this too, which you can hear in me, the bass. Yeah.
0: The drop D, but so uh, why don't we take a break here, and uh, we'll be back on the Music Challenge podcast with the Rolling Stones and some Fring Zappa.
2: Woo! Yeah. And
0: uh, well, geez, I hate to always Woo. say this, but Rob, why don't you tell us uh, what should we go out on since we just listened to, since we just talked about Nirvana?
3: So why don't why don't why don't we go out on Plateau? Because Jed mentioned it, and I love that
0: freaking Is this tune. the Meat Puppet song that we're... Yeah. It, it is. It is. Okay, so this is the Meat Puppet song we were talking about. And uh, we will... Uh, hey, we'll be right back. So take it easy and uh, uh, sit tight. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. See you guys.
2: See you guys. <laughs>
0: Some belong to strangers and some to folks you know. Holy Ghost and talk show hosts are planted in the
2: sand.
3: Beautify the foothills, shake the
2: many hands. There's nothing on the top but a bucket
0: of them up and an illustrated book about birds. You see a lot up there, but don't be scared.
1: Remember, everyone, we want you to submit your formative four. Tell us the musical seeds that set you on your path, and we might review one of your albums right here on the air. You can get on our blog at musicchallenge.fireside.fm or email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Also, you can slip into our DMs at musicchallengepod on
3: Instagram. Come as close to four as you can, but if you need more or less, that's all right, too. Remember musicchallengepod at gmail.com and you can hear us discuss one of your albums.
0: challenge podcast, uh we just came back in with uh Sympathy for the Devil live uh from uh The Rolling Stones album Get Your Ya-Ya's Out uh which is uh what I chose as my best live album uh tonight so uh you know one thing is, is I know that this is a relatively new album for uh the rest of the cast and crew so uh Correct yeah. So Rob, what did you think of it?
3: So again, like I talked about with that Dylan album, it had that 70s almost, I don't want to say it, but it had that same style 70s recording, you know. It was released um, in uh,
0: 1970
3: Yeah. Actually. So, and I believe, I mean, did they, did they set it up or knowing that they were going to record and, and make an album? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just just the opening of it is so damn catchy and amazing and then of course I was sucked in hook line and sinker and like you said Drew first time I heard the album but then of course I hear Midnight Rambler and know that that I've heard that version of that tune and not even knowing that it was from this record because every once in a while you play it or whatever But yeah. that, dude, that freaking version of Midnight Ramblin Ooh. is just... Disco Dave. It, Disco Dave. It's amazing, Gosh. man. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah.
0: It is. And you really weren't aware that the Stones were kind of capable of something like that. You know, you don't think of them as... Uh, chuggers you know like jam chuggers or something like that arena
3: style arena style i mean that's right and
0: i think they just this was the tour that they were just approaching the arena style okay a little bit because they were actually touring with then mean, they played the all full houses and they were touring with i and tina and bb king who sometimes wasn't there and chuck berry stood in for him Wow. And two of the tunes on this album are Chuck oh, Berry's. Oh, correct. That really? Yeah.
1: That, that is... about a powerhouse.
0: A wonderful show.
1: coincidence. I didn't realize that that was the reason for
3: the, the Chuck, Chuck Berry
1: Oh, I don't think it the, was.
0: I think it, they really tried to identify with American blues as, like,
3: Absolutely. Cred. I mean, the, the, the yeah. other tune that's not theirs is a Robert Johnson tune. So, I mean, they were, like... Deep, oh yeah they were a hundred percent in it steeped like did steeped in like delta blues obviously right
0: um, yeah <clears throat> right and they, and frankly you know they're just good at it, it you know blues absolutely. is absolutely blues rock if you want to call it that that's sure. you know it's kind of where they came from and uh you know i mean not really the singles but you know the rolling stones were always a blues type band i mean which gave it a different heart you know kind of sound than say the beatles who yes. didn't usually follow blue scales and stuff like that you're one or the other i feel like kind of Wait, you know i asked but my I, dad about that well and, and, and yeah. he kind of his impression was hold on you're just i'm sorry one second is that his impression was he just kind of leaned over and said to me it "Was like girls like the beatles or that's how it was. It was like the Beatles were a girls band and the yeah. Stones were a dudes band. Gotcha. I <laughs> that's, yeah, this, that's
2: the Stones definitely played with the edge. And this was my favorite version of the Rolling Stones because. Absolutely. Mr. Mick Taylor. I mean, Correct. he, yeah, just one of the most, I think unheralded guitarists of that era yeah. in comparison to a lot of his peers. He really brought, the blues chops in a way that Keith frankly can't touch. Um well, Keith is some a rhythm of this stuff totally, right? Dude. And so the to me the highlight of this album is street fighting man. Uh, it just unreal blows me the fuck away. It's unreal and uh, Mick Taylor's solo in this song um he just opens the sky up um its just it's ferocious playing, and to me it's like it's the best of both worlds it's Mick it is absolute top of oh you know, the shows right yeah, and then yeah yeah the the best version of this band before it kind of blew up absolutely right? left it was then, actually you
0: know, if i if I could add this um it was actually the last recording of like just the stones uh on tour. After this, they had all the layered-up horns and all the layered-up backup singers and all that kind of shit. Right. This is, like, the last recording of the five of them, I think, on stage. No kidding. Oh, that makes so much sense. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Why it sounds
3: so freaking unbelievable. Yeah, they're just
0: on it. I mean, it it sounds like, I think that's what the Stones used to sound like. Well, and,
1: yeah, that that comes to my, like, what I had to say about this was just that, like, I'm not a huge Rolling Stones fan, like, because I grew up with them, like, having these giant arena tours sure. like through the nineties and like paying $500 a ticket. And right. so like, I never saw them. They were all w- already old. And, uh, but like, this was, I, I have, I'm quite familiar with this album actually drew like, Oh, I, are you? I think the other two guys weren't, but yeah, like I, I was had, not, no, this was, this was the, maybe the second Rolling Stones album that I listened to like on, on a record. I think this was a library, uh, i think i got this out of the library no like kidding 12 or 13 nice. and uh, Dude, that's
3: a that's a heady selection at that
1: age yeah library. and so like i listened to that while i I listened to this like in like the the, the basement pool room like shooting pool by myself did you after tape, school did you tape it at, when you when you take them out for- no no like my my fucking th- like like brothers were not cool enough to be like so this is what you do like they did right. not give me those like basic Tips. instructions right. that i like yeah. didn't how learn to for, an album. for more years after right. that here's how um, to get
3: all the music but yeah this
1: there. this album was like the quintessential like all right this is the stones that i dig right because like the stuff after it was not i was not interested not the in same. wasn't the same but like yeah I this makes it, perfect but... sense that this was just like the like raging like this is the this is the rolling stones assault Like, the whole album is just, like, them raging and uh, doing their thing. And, like, Kevin's 100% right. Like, it's just, like...
3: It's the best version of the Rolling Stones. It is the best
1: version of the Rolling Stones. I
3: didn't didn't realize it was... So, I did a little bit of digging, and they talked about Mick Mick Taylor and being in John Mayo's Blues Breakers and how he brought this, like, improvisational style from that to the stones and it obviously yeah. was like peanut butter and jelly for Christ's sake because oh, yeah. th- it turned out amazing on this record and right. the, again, here's I already have Nirvana unplugged so I didn't say that I'm going to get that on vinyl but this is another record I'm getting on vinyl
0: Yeah, they released the <laughs> 40th anniversary edition of it uh, 2009 which is actually the fortieth anniversary of the recordings. Okay. Which was done over like a three night stand at Madison Square Garden. And so, there's one song that was recorded in Baltimore.
3: And they said they, they I don't I believe one when they recorded this or yeah, when they played those shows, they hadn't played Let It Bleed yet. And this was like the first time or the first few times that they played songs from Let It Bleed, which the right which the audience may or may not even know because they hadn't
0: released it on a record yet right which is cool as shit dude right really yeah for sure Kevin do you have something to add to
2: I I, I love this version um, of this band so much and it is a great. It, I was thinking about these albums, and our next one will also fit this theme. But they all have these songs on them that resonated when they were first performed live, right? And they also resonate like crazy in today's world,
3: absolutely, in a
2: lot of different ways. I mean, obviously, all of those Dylan Street songs, fighting, man. but then Street Fighting Man, Sympathy for the Devil. Um, mm-hmm.
0: I think City for the Devil" is one of the more quintessential rock and roll right? ever
3: Absolutely, I mean like like,
0: Mick Jagger's presentation in that song is, is just like it's just fucking incredible. I mean, you know the way he paints and timeless the devil. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a it's a timeless presentation, and then to have Mick Taylor's pyro techniques on top right. of. Incredible t- rhythm, just oh! It's Mick, like ta- Mick Taylor
0: was the best uh, lead guitarist I think they ever recruited. Sure, um, better than Ronnie Wood, and uh, probably I don't know. Brian Jones is an animal upon himself. I mean, he sure he was responsible but for remo- much of the diversity in the Stones.
3: Absolutely, but removed yeah. from the band and then tragically dies. Right, and yes, then this dude steps in. Um, it's. I, I have to mention too. Rage Against the Machine does a version of Street Fighting Man, which is just phenomenal. But I love that too. Oh, really? I love that.
0: Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And uh, even some of the like blue songs, like Carol, is the second song on mm-hmm. there. Just fucking love the way that awesome. chugs. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you know, it, it's a. It's not something you would think that you know would be a really cool song, but. It was a really cool song. Absolutely, I mean, this is the way I felt about it anyway. So, um, yeah,
2: great choice, Andrew. Yeah, great this was good. Oh, pick. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Thanks, appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate appreciate you let me uh, present that. So, so,
2: yeah.
1: All
3: right. So, go, go listen
1: to this if you haven't.
0: Yeah, get your eyes it's, it's out. Brother, it's a really,
1: quick yeah. run. Like it's a quick listen too. Yeah, it's, like, it's an easy listen, listen for sure. It's a um, rock, yeah. you know,
3: rock album. So what's right our what's our last. And whopper of a live album. Kevin, why don't you tell us?
2: Oh, boy. I chose Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention, Roxy and Elsewhere. Is it the Mothers of Invention? I believe so. Is it? I believe so. Yeah. It's an iteration of the Mothers, I believe. Okay. Um so. But Roxy and Elsewhere. Right. So, um, yeah, They're, Zappa and the Mothers. Yeah, definitely um, Mothers. Yeah, Zappa and the Mothers. Um, mothers.
0: Okay, different. But. Yeah.
2: Um, this album, um, if, you know, I think if I were to put this, this would, this is a desert Island album for me. I think this was an album that opened up portals in my brain to be receptive to other music. Um, this album is quintessential Frank Zappa. It's weird at places, extremely weird and extremely technically incredibly amazing in others. I posit that the... Like, the Middlest album has about 27, 23 to 27 minutes of the greatest music ever recorded to live. Yeah, absolutely. You guys
0: talk about the first three songs. It's really the first six songs on this one. It's just like, I mean, which is the two sides of the double album, by the way. It's It's, kind of nonstop.
3: Like, it just keeps coming at you. And like Kevin said, the virtuosic, like, portions of it, you're just like,
2: holy shit, man the yes. the this is um much like Andrew chose an album that had my favorite version of the stones. This is my favorite version of Frank Zappa and absolutely in George duke napoleon Murphy Brock um just being like really doing a lot of the heavy lifting vocally and yeah and he's um in. Uh, all three followers. I looked it up. Which yeah, I'm right now. <laughs> I did, You know what?
0: I didn't even know Walt really existed. So, no,
2: and then I think one of them is listed as a dancer, which I think is pretty. Ruth and, and yeah, there
3: you go. And Ruth, dude, don't forget Ruth Underwood.
2: Ruth oh Underwood. my God, oh. Ruth from is Juilliard. an absolute. Yeah, Ruth is an absolute rock star on this album. Um, He's from Juilliard. So it, Jeff it, Simmons, I think, is from Juilliard and, as well.
3: Right? Didn't weren't they uh, weren't they married? And she said, hey. Or they met in 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 music school. I would imagine, um, and 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 uh, I think she just said, "I'm going to try out for Zappa because he was already in it or something." I don't know, and and he's like, "Okay, you know that was a thing. Like if you thought you were good enough at whatever you played, he'd let you try out." And,
1: I'm yeah. I'm staring I'm staring at the like I'm a I'm a total uh, Zappa virgin essentially. I've okay. like done some stuff, but. You know, didn't do the deed with Zappa, really. Sure, like, but yeah, like I, I had never listened to this album. Like I feel almost embarrassed at this point that I, but I'm, but I'm staring at the musicians and I had no idea how many people. Oh yeah, this band. It's a crowded
2: stage. Yeah, it's a crowded so, stage. It's yeah, so it's a crowded
1: incredibly stage. deep and crowded. Damn yeah, damn and like it makes so, so much even more sense why I like fell in love with this album so much. Like I don't know. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's I mean, it's a it's rock a band topic.
2: with. Go ahead, man. Oh well, it's. I mean, it's a rock band with orchestral principles that yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, operates yes. with exact uh, orchestral precision in the moment, on command. At this virtuoso guitar player who barely plays in some of these pieces, barely fucking right. plays, but and then when he until does, the solo. And then when he does, he opens up two minutes of a portal into a face-melting other dimensional (laughs) realm that you didn't even realize existed until you're halfway through the solo. It just... It's it's face-melting. It's so
3: amazing. Like, unbelievable tone. Like, you can almost feel him playing those solos, dude. They're just, like... They're so perfectly placed. And like you said, he might not be playing a whole ton... You know, but obviously he he's er-
2: waving his arms perhaps exactly. Stuff. Some of it, he like, also
0: plays and waves his arms a little bit too. Have you right. seen the movie, Kevin?
2: Yes, yes yes i have it on dvd and it is an incredible watch this is another oh, fun I want watch
3: this is another yeah, fun one
2: this we will um we'll figure out a way to uh, production meeting this on, here. on the projector um on my new projector. oh yeah it, yeah like i, I need some of the dvd a, player a, but i'm doing a garage yeah, I projector set up too yes so we'll figure this out all right um, but Sounds yeah, good. this this album, I mean, so we talked about darts earlier in the evening. And like I said, my buddy who uh, the and Jed, I wanna speak on that uh, idea of not having um I'm gonna call it a Zappa rabbi, basically, right? The person that introduces you, the person who says, Hey psst,
3: Right, check hey, this out. This is yeah. really cool. Yeah, you it's, need
2: that. There's a few um there's a few characteristics. No, no. I
1: mean Drew's my rabbi because we talked about this long, long ago. Right. But I, I wanna, to, right, but I just wanted never wanted
2: Right, <laughs> but I just wanted to speak on the characteristics of rabbis. Of as far as Zappa goes, totally. they're all dudes. Right, they're going to be in their forties, fifties, or sixties.
0: <laughs> Thank you. They're,
2: they're, uh, yeah, and. um not all of them live in basements, but some some do, um, right. And and I think you know we're garden all level sound? some <laughs> right.
3: some may or may not like rush a lot as well. <laughs>
2: Most definitely. Um they're familiar with the Canadian band Marillion. Um and And they're probably a self described music nerd, but in that is the community. And honestly, over the past, I don't know, 20 years, like I, and I can say that Frank Zappa was probably. I'm going to say this, Andrew, to you. Like, that was probably, like, you and I were the people that, among that big group of friends, right. looked at each other over Zappa and were like, okay. Right. Yeah. We, got, yeah, something it. we like, got something here. We got something. Yeah. It, and I think you and I probably had an appreciation for Zappa. Like,
0: I think we went way deeper with the catalog right? than anyone else like heard the,
2: immediately and like yeah. this album was the reason why and so Jed totally. I'm so geeked that this was your entry point oh yeah, was, this, was I, I, yeah like, this was my well, entry this was my I
1: listened to it oh yeah go for it Drew
0: oh, I was just gonna say as far as cool goes you know quantifying cool this is one of the coolest fucking albums you ever heard in your life. Absolutely, I mean, it, is, it
1: is. You you want to hang
0: out with them after? Yes. That show, oh, for sure. the, They're the <laughs> smartest guys in the room for sure, right. and it's. And their playing is mind blowing, and they act like it's absolutely nothing, right? And, and you, you better know, it probably
1: act wasn't actually that fun to hang out with them, but no. Well, well if you it. did,
0: you couldn't, probably fun to hang out with the band, not yeah. fun to hang yeah. out with Zappa. You yeah, definitely. You,
3: if you got caught doing drugs, you were out, you were gone, you mm-hmm.
0: were gone. Yeah. You
3: were out. Um, yeah. Uh sorry, go ahead. So yeah, I I
1: mean I, I, I texted you guys the other like kind of freaking out, like I was like all high and like, Whoa! like super excited <laughs> about having listened to this album because like it connected so many, like so many places where I landed on like a musical map, you know, like totally. There are all these all these bands that I hit and like then I listened to this and was like, holy shit. Like I just like I just, like, moon bounced, like, over this this landing point on the map and just, like, hit a bunch of welcome. other ones on the way. Right, right, but, yes. yeah, it was, like, welcome. so cool to connect all those dots because, like, all of that music I'm into, like, ween, I mean, ween wouldn't exist without these guys. Absolutely. Like, fish wouldn't exist without these guys, really. No. like you Trey ever, wouldn't a, exist I mean, without
0: these guys. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys yeah, ever? I be, will be, say that. Like,
1: be, there's so much, and like, I didn't realize how much like Prague, the the, like the brilliant Prague genius in his playing. And then like I just didn't know that part of Zappa existed at all, really. Like I thought it was way more wrapped up in like the like sticky blues and some bands are some, you know, some, like, of,
0: some incarnations are this is okay. not one of those incarnations yeah, this isn't right okay yeah.
1: yeah and i could see him wanting to explore that I mean, they're all stacked
0: places. with virtuosity it's just kind of a, no kind but it, of like yeah like he picks out
1: i mean what's it um a chidna's a, arf like yeah, there's oh
0: really jesus
1: They're like it gets really deep there, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, there's my Humphreys, you know? Like, I'm holy a Humphreys fan, fan. They, and they wouldn't, play a ton of. They would, you exist. know, just a, right. They wouldn't exist. Like it was like there um, are all right. these places where like those his mind was so filled with different it's, different ways to play and like a, ability to do that all. And it was just like so I'm kind of blown away and still kind of I haven't gone back to the. To the pocket yet, but I'm gonna hit it up this week. I think.
3: Do you remember when we used to go see Project Object at Martyrs? Fuck yeah, way back, dude. Yeah, in like Napoleon Murphy Murphy Brock would I be playing
0: with him. And, Napoleon and, Murphy, right? Brock. That's what I'm talking about. And Napoleon Murphy Brock said to me, "He says, you know what's missing, right?" And I said, "Frank." And he's like, "You got it, right?" right. That was my conversation with <laughs> right. Napoleon Murphy Brock as <laughs> right. we embraced. Yeah. So, so I was standing in front of him the entire fucking show. Wow, that's awesome. kick ass. Yeah
2: like Andrew said, like it's all yeah. out
0: there, right? Well, I mean, like, for example, I mean, he had the little big band, he called it in 1972 and there's really hardly any recordings of it. Cause he mostly toured Europe and I think he did like maybe six shows in America. Okay. And, uh, and he couldn't keep the band together very long cause it was huge. It was like, you know, uh, he, I mean, they were all virtuosos too. And he said they had no stagemanship whatsoever. So, like, like they would have three different chess tournaments going on in the bus on the, you know, all over Europe. They were just kind of nerds. <laughs> so, but in any case, you know, they released two discs of this band and they're simply incredible. I mean, you wow. know, I mean, I don't know if you know the song approximate, but I mean, it's got some versions of that that'll just blow your stack off. I mean, wow. And he explains before the song how to, the theory behind the song like you know it's okay we're in rotating eighths or something like that and it's just like oh whatever dude so it's never the same way twice <laughs> right is what he said so wow. like, nice nice That's, so of course yeah. I break out my slide it calculator It's super show. easy to deal with right. <laughs> on a day to day basis exactly. Yeah.
1: Right,
2: yeah, ask Moon Unit about that. It was
3: not, it was not as a studio musician. I don't think playing with Frank Zappa was for the faint of heart. I mean, he held
0: oh no, ask. I mean, um, and you had to be on your you had to know your part when you walked in Uh, there. Yeah,
2: the stories are legion. And the one, uh, the one song that I want to make sure gets mentioned that does not get ignored in this because it's, um, I think. You know, people really, they talk about Zappa um, almost, you know, when they talk about his lyrics, um, you know, there's a lot of comedy, there's a lot of satire, For there's sure. a lot of uh, self, uh, you know, poking fun right. at, at things and um, more trouble every day. Well, I'm about to get
3: sick from watching my TV.
0: Been checking out the news Till my eyeballs fail to see I
3: mean to say that every day Is just another rotten mess Sure enough And when it's gonna change, my friend Is anybody's guess So why?
2: Um, this is a serious ass song that was written during the Watts riots, but when you really listen to it, Oh my God, is it, it's up. I mean, I I'll put it on the level of anything we've, of any of these albums we've heard tonight and I'll put them on the level of the Dylan songs. Um, I think it's that good. And then, definitely. um, just blowing the guitar solo out, just the, the back half, like, uh, Son of Orange County and oh, that's incredible. absolutely like, just. the but even, guitar solos at the end. Of oh this yeah, album,
1: for me, uh, for for me, the, the the guitar solo is just. I mean, the, ain't they never heard rage, anything. They like rage. It. They just rage. They're like, there's no, like there's not really anything touching it from the rest of this catalog for
0: for the for tonight. Like, yeah. well, not only tonight. I mean, like, there's only a handful of guitarists in the world that touch that. Yes. Right. I mean, and in the
1: same way that it, like, touches my, like, it hits all the right synapses Oh in yeah, my brain.
0: It's driving your same, cannabinoids
1: crazy. It's just, yeah, yep. it does the same thing that the music I love so much right. does. And it's yeah, just, totally. like...
0: And it's a lot of it, too. And you
1: were doing it in <laughs> 1973. Right. <laughs> like, it's mind-blowing.
0: It is mind-blowing.
1: It's it, exciting to, like, just, like, discover this whole immense catalog to explore
3: so I, haven't the, I haven't the foggiest idea how to play the guitar with that amount of skill but it seems as if he plays exactly what obviously he wants to but what you'd want to hear like the way he oh, plays so his solos it's it, just so god it is for, it's for so some.
1: appealing to the ear I
0: think it I think it appeals to a certain things that acquire taste
2: but uh, brain, you know, I, get like it, I get it
0: I get it like, but I get it, but acquired, the thing they're is, they're very melodic. It. I mean, they're very melodic, and that's why yes. your ear can follow them. Yes. You know, I mean, so it's cool. You know, it's, I don't know, my it's,
2: Yeah, it's funny the way um, my my wife describes his playing is she'll uh, she describes it as playing sounding like playing with razor blades, basically. Yeah, um, and you know that. You can crave that every now and Absolutely. then. And I Bob think, Weir does that, too. Right? And, you know, if you think about Distract. the way in which he attacks the, the guitar, um, you know, and, and really plays some of these solos. And the fact that with some of this music, there's so much else going on. That you're not even really thinking about his solo, and then all of a sudden it shows up, right? right. It's you like village of the sun, dude. The
0: village <laughs> of the sun.
2: I love that. I mean, all, like that. all three of those pieces, all three of those pieces. Like I said, I think it's the greatest kind of three pack of music ever recorded. No and, doubt. You know, live. Um, I don't know how much of that was pasted together. Um, like I, um, I don't know how lot. much mastering of it was done after it. But there's a decent amount of touch-up.
0: He intermingled yeah. two solos from two different locations to make one solo. Got it.
2: But I think um, just everything that that band behind him can do and how precise it was. Oh, yeah. um, And just how incredibly appealing it sounds to the ears. And then, like, for me, it's like I've listened to that, like, suite of music so many times that I will listen to it now Intentionally listening to one player. If you haven't listened to it, by all means, um, just put on a pair of headphones, walk around the block, sit on the couch, blow your, you know, blow your mind. That's the way to and listen to some, it the first couple of times I too. Throw on some headphones,
1: blow
3: yourself. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Headphones that's, and blowing that's yourself.
2: Another pod- that's another podcast. That's another podcast.
0: You know, never Love. know. It could be this one.
2: Well, it could be a
0: Zappa We have a BDSM
1: just sister podcast that we haven't told you guys about.
0: Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. 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 Starring
1: the Gimp. It's called, you know, yeah. that's what I Penguin in Bondage. That's my, uh,
0: yeah. It's
3: like a penguin in Bondage. <laughs> in any case. <laughs> Andrew,
2: <laughs> Andrew in a leather mask. <laughs> hello,
3: hello. Hey. There
0: you go. <laughs> there it one. is. It's your one.
3: It's
0: one. Saving it, pretty good, Rob. I did. I saved it. I saved. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. So, in any case, um, why don't we wrap it up for the music challenge podcast for tonight? I think we've got uh, more than enough that we've served up to you. Meaning, Uh, probably gonna have to edit some of this down. But (laughs) including that, yeah, including that. Um, Now that Rob said that, Uh, (laughs) any case, uh, well. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you had a good good time, and and uh, uh, for everyone else. But before
1: before we before we bounce out, we talked a lot about Zappa. But I just want to talk about how how marvelous the banter is. He's a beautiful stageman. In oh his, yeah, just <laughs> hilarity on stage. And I just wanted to remind everyone because this hit me like in a perfect funny bone. Jazz is not dead. It just smells funny. <laughs> and now to you, Kevin.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Jed. I, um, I'm i just wishing everyone, all of our listeners, a great week. Um, just want to remind you all, give us a five-star review. We love you. We love you. We love you. Please. And we hope you had a great time listening to us kick it. We're going to keep kicking up great topics for you. And uh, we love you all and wish you nothing but the best. Rob?
3: Thank you guys um, for listening to me ramble. Um, everybody have a good week. Be safe, and uh, hopefully we get to the other side of this whole uh, election uh, we'll thing. Election thing. So, it's, so when you get to hear this, we'll we'll, we'll have known already. But
1: God, I want to hey, get I mean, out of
0: this. When, like, yeah, we're uh, kind of in limbo at the moment as far right. as El Presidente goes. So. Uh, for the music challenge podcast uh, we're gonna say good night and hope you enjoyed it and take it easy folks. See you guys.
2: thanks everyone.
0: Good night everyone.